today on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, the Kingpin is here, right? I'm here. You're well-rested, right? Uh-ish. And you're ready to recount your weekend in New Orleans, right? Well, that part, 100% yes. All right, well, all that, plus your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 104 presented by BDARadio.com. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring. And joining me, as always, is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, if he hasn't gotten that cease and desist yet, the immovable object, Ring of Honor's own. He is dripping in Mardi Gras beads. He's the kingpin, <laughs> Brian Malonis. <laughs> Yeah, I wish they had him at my hotel. <laughs> Uh-oh. I guess we'll get into that. You uh, did have a busy weekend in New Orleans, and we'll talk about it momentarily. But uh, we're recording early this week because you have another busy weekend coming up this weekend. I certainly do, Mike. I'm uh, jet-setting all over the place these days, and I'm loving every minute of it. Well, congratulations. Well-deserved. Thank you, buddy. After all this time. Um, <laughs> it's about damn time. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it to come off that way, but yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> no, I meant it to come off that oh. <laughs> way. <laughs> all right. Well, buddy, you missed out on last week's episode talking about the big one, if you will, the granddaddy of them all. I wouldn't say I missed it. Well, come on, Brian. <laughs> you were all tuckered out, were you not? I was exhausted. I was on, I was on no sleep, Mike. No sleep. <laughs> we, we already did this bit last week. I know. It's, well, it's appropriate to do again. I was literally on no sleep. So it was me and Firebrand Brian Fury from the New England Pro Wrestling Academy and Chaotic Wrestling. So make sure you check out that episode. We started off with the Kingpin, but he shuffled off to bed. And then it was me and Brian Fury talking everything WrestleMania. And yeah, I, I, I heard you guys not concerned at all about me actually making it home safely. I had Brian text, or I asked him to text you, did he not? He didn't text me. No. Uh, my good friend Scotty Slade texted me, though, to make sure that I made it home okay. But you two miscreants, nothing. <laughs> I think Brian said something like, oh, he's probably asleep if he's home, so. <laughs> or dead, in a, in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you made it home safely, my friend. Thank you. So, uh, WrestleMania last week, we did mention that you had a spirited debate. So, you weren't uh, just zonked out on the couch. You had a spirited debate as the main <laughs> event of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns began at WrestleMania with one all-day Ray. Is that right? Yeah, I think it kind of started with Julian and, and his girlfriend and and then Ray, Ray kind of jumping in and she was just kind of agreeing with anything Julian said. And <laughs> I, I believe it started with the statement of, if <laughs> if you hate Roman Reigns, I probably hate you. I think that's... <laughs> that's what you said? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Ray was saying what? Oh, that you could like put anybody into that spot and just making just no, no freaking sense whatsoever. I mean, a couple, couple... So the, the, the Roman Reigns thing is so tired at this point the whole cramming him down your throat thing first of all the guy's awesome like he's a great wrestler like it's always the other guy first off when the matches are when the matches are, are good it's always the other guy when the matches are bad it's his fault you know like that's and, and I, I struggle to find a bad roman reigns match if I were a kid, he'd be my favorite wrestler in WWE, without a doubt. Well, he is Jimmy's favorite wrestler, and he's a kid, right? <laughs> he's a kid at heart. <laughs> uh, but just... Playboy. I mean, a couple things. One, everybody goes into the premise of this guy is supposed to be a babyface. I, I think to... 
The children, he's a baby face. But WWE, like, every moron thinks they're smarter than, than people running wrestling companies. Well, they should do this, they should do that, they should turn Roman Reigns heel. Why? He garners the biggest heel reaction on the entire show. So they turn him heel and everybody starts cheering him? Like, how stupid would that be? And just like, he's not over. Well, he's not, he's not over as a baby face, but, he gets the loudest reaction of anybody on the show. Passion is passion, no matter which way it is. Uh, I, I look at it like the Howard Stern kind of, you know, the look of Howard Stern, or, right. or it was like a, it was like a like a line from the movie or something. Like the people who hate him listen twice as long as the people who love him. Right. Um, it, it's so friggin' silly at this point. The guy belongs in the main events. He garners more reaction than anybody. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is indifference. And nobody, there's not anybody who's a pro wrestling fan that is indifferent towards Roman Reigns. And I'll be that guy any day of the freaking week. So why didn't they go with him? Well, because I don't think the story's done yet. And and I, I'm not arguing that Brock Lesnar's not the biggest star in WWE. Who's who's going to garner more mainstream attention? And that was the other part of the debate, too. Like, well, he's not Austin or Rock or Hogan. Well, of course not. Nobody is. Literally nobody in the history of the business is those three guys. John Cena, you know, starting to approach that. Brock Lesnar, you could maybe make a case for. Like, that's it, though. That's a short list. So how did this debate end? Was it uh, just agree to disagree? I think I think it just sort of fizzled out, too. Because you were so enthralled by the match? <laughs> well, I love Tarzan just kind of like making like a throwing in like a like a logical point every now and again. <laughs> well, yeah, he does get a lot of reaction. <laughs> Tarzan gets a lot of love online for what I'm seeing. Our fans love him. We got to bring that guy back a little more often. Well, if you can get him booked, then <laughs> <laughs> you wish me luck, huh? Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. Where do you I mean, where do you fall on it? I, I just think the Roman Reigns thing is silly. I think, yeah, he's a fantastic worker. He's garnering a tremendous reaction, whether it's the reaction they want. That's one thing. But he's garners a great reaction from the fans, just passion personified. So, I mean... They can, they can serve two masters by having him act the way he is. He's a baby face to the kids, and he's still a heel to all the adults that, that boo him. So they can kind of serve two masters by having him do the same things. Yeah, it was the same thing with, with Cena. Now Cena's kind of gotten past that, it seems, and uh, maybe same thing will happen with Roman. I don't know. But in the meantime, yeah, he's... It's a, it's a pretty awesome spot to be the most polarizing guy in an industry. I, I think it's a really great spot to be in. Speaking of great spots to be in, what did you think? Did you end up seeing TakeOver? Uh, I, I perused it. <laughs> I haven't got to fully, fully watch it all yet. Did you see our friend, uh, former... Partial guest on the wrestling podcast about nothing, Tommaso Ciampa in the main That's event. That's about where I'm at. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like six or eight minutes into that match. Okay, so mm, I guess we'll have to get your thoughts on it at some other point. Yeah, but. it's been a busy week. All I know is from everything I've seen online, just so happy and, and proud of Tommaso, and I think Tommaso's about to just be an enormous star. He already is a is a big star, but I think he, he's about to really take off, and uh, I couldn't be happier for our buddy. Back to WrestleMania for a second. Your overall thoughts on the show? A good show, upper tier, middle tier, lower tier? Um, I think in the upper tier of WrestleMania. So when you talk about upper tier, you're talking about now what the top twelve or so? Yeah, eleven or twelve. Yeah, I think I think it's up there. I mean, it was it was you know it wasn't the best show of the weekend, but so uh, but you haven't seen all Takeover yet. Well, I was on the best show of the weekend. Mike. Oh, <laughs> I guess we'll get into that moment. Yeah, why are we talking so much WWE? Come on. <laughs> well, one more thing. One more thing. Oh How God. about the War Raiders? I'm happy for them. I, I, I dig it. It seems like some people don't. I, I dig it. I think it's a cool name. I, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue to me. War Raiders. Well, yeah, but oh. it does it does it not sound right because you're so used to calling them War Machine? Like if they just wore the War Raiders to begin with, would that? I mean. I guess I don't. I don't know. It's I feel like it sounds funny because you have, and not just you in general. You know, like, you just have this vision in your mind of it already. So, but it looks like they're still going to be Hanson and Rowe, So that's cool. I guess most things start out that way. You just take some getting used to. Like I, I always point to Big Boss Man is like the stupidest, most simple name <laughs> in history. You just got used to it. 
Yeah, and I think I think too with the War Raiders. I mean, obviously they think highly enough of them to try to give them something that's a nod to their former name and keep them familiar. So that's pretty cool too. I think that's uh, I think that shows some faith in them that they want to at least brand them in a similar way and they want to acknowledge their history. You know, the WWE hasn't always acknowledged people's histories. So the fact that they respect where they came from and uh, want to, you know, kind of, you know, a little nod towards that is good. Yeah, it's happening more and more these days, especially at the NXT level. Ricochet is Ricochet, and you know, it's Candice LeRae is Candice LeRae. It's yeah, it's really uh, they're acknowledging the histories, the pasts of these people. It's even happened on the main roster, of course, with AJ and Shinsuke and talking about Japan and everything. So yeah, it's definitely up and down the rosters uh on the main roster and the nxt roster that's happening more and more so that's a good thing and what else is a good thing kingpin is brianmalonis.com correct yeah uh yeah you guys did plug it so I, that was nice of you I, I appreciated that that you plugged it in my absence yes and uh did that mean many sales this past week oh they've been rolling in mike just go. because of uh people just specifically mentioning you and brian fury talking about it Perfect, perfect. Are we getting more <laughs> designs? Are we getting more designs up there? Uh, not yet. Not, not yet. Okay. Yet. All right. We're still waiting on the uh, Curtain Jerker WPAN T-shirt to be in that store. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal is. Like it's like it's gone completely. So yeah, yeah. Whenever you want to go back in there, Mike, and try to up re-upload it, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> I will do my best. Because it's not even like yeah, it's not even there anymore. So I don't know what happened. But hey, I, before we get rolling here, I know we got rid of airing of the grievances, but there's a couple things I want to call you fellas out on oh all right from last week oh boy uh speaking of wrestlemania yes uh seamus's son yeah you were very you were very cocky about it like you got inside info you know and you couldn't have been more wrong what do you mean i could have been more wrong it was could have been more wrong it wasn't seamus's son are you sure about that Yes, it's I think everyone's got the story wrong. I think everyone's got the story wrong. The story was out before I went to bed on Sunday night. I'd already seen whose kid it was. Yeah, uh, (laughs) our uh, insider is fired. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) That was a little egg on the face there. I actually had time. I could have taken that out, but I just said, ah, I'll leave it in. You know, as is warts and all that last episode of the wrestling podcast about nothing. So, so, and then, and then here's the other thing. You skipped the promo about nothing? Yes. There, how many times have we had late night recordings where you make me sit through a promo about nothing when I was like, oh, we'll skip that. And you're like, no, no, we have to. People look for it. And then you're with, with your, your best pal on earth, Brian Fury. <laughs> And you're considerate of his time, but never considerate of mine. All right, as long as we know that, yes. <laughs> you're a piece of garbage. <laughs> it, it was just running really long, and it was late. It was almost 2 a.m. by the time we finished recording. Yeah, well, I remember, don't you remember last year's WrestleMania Summit? I think I left their house at like 2.30. Really? <laughs> wow. Yes, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was uh, late night. That was the one where we decided we were never doing it again, remember? Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> But the people demand it, Kingpin. The people demand it. <laughs> the people demanded it. All right. Uh, go to the WPAN.com. That's where you can demand more knowledge about the wrestling podcast, about nothing, about myself, about the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. Go to the WPAN.com. That is our hub, our home base. Find out all you want to know about this podcast and uh, places to subscribe there as well. All the usual haunts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Podbean, and of course, now on Spotify. You can find us there as well. And make sure you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That'd be very nice. And uh, do that all through the WPAN.com. And between podcasts, you can find us on the Putting Over Podcasts Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, type in the search bar, Putting Over Podcasts. And that's where we talk about this podcast and all pro wrestling podcasts over there. So come on over and join us there. But Kingpin... Let's get to yourself. You're the man of the hour this week on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. We're talking your trip, your inaugural trip for WrestleMania, or excuse me, Supercard of Honor weekend, my friend. Let's talk about 
how this whole thing went down. You started your trip down to New Orleans on Friday morning. Am I correct? <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah, sort of. I left my house. I had to go meet uh, our good friend Todd Fatpan Sinclair. Uh, I think I was meeting him for like 10 a.m. because we had a 12.50 flight out of Boston. You know, maybe have time to grab a bite to eat or something before uh, before our flight because it was uh, it was supposed to be a long you know a longer flight. I guess I don't know. Not, I guess not super long, like four and a half hours to Houston. All right, so you just uh, hopped on the plane, you head down to Houston, Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not quite. You know oh. that that cracked staff at uh, Southwest Airlines couldn't prepare for snow in Boston when there's snow in the forecast, so. We it's snowing, mind you, when we board the plane. It had been snowing almost the entire time I was at the airport, and we pull away from the gate, and then they say, "Well, we got to go pull back in because we have to now de-ice." And it's like, "Well, didn't you do that beforehand?" Because it's been snowing for over an hour at this point. Um, so, and we'll get kind of into what this already meant for me, unbeknownst to me. Um, oh. So, I, I will say this. So, earlier, like, we're walking to the gate, and I'm telling Todd what I think is the time of our connector flight, and thinking, like, hey, we have a really tight connector, only, like, 40 minutes. And he's like, no, we don't. We have, like, over an hour. And I said, no, I'm telling you, we only have, like, 40 minutes. And he, he basically called me a dummy because I didn't know how to tell time. Because I was yeah. like, oh, maybe I got it screwed up because of the time difference. And he goes, what, you can't add and subtract? Like, he was really uh, he was really laying it on me. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah, and then, uh, so, yeah, so that happens. And then, so there they were just sitting now at the gate, on the plane, mind you, for over an hour at this point, I think, or, or maybe approaching an hour. And they say, well, guys, um, because of how long the flight is and how long we've been sitting here, the pilots of this plane can no longer fly it due to FAA regulations. So we have to find a new pilot and a new crew for this plane. And it was just comical at this point. So now we sit there for a while longer and they kind of start making an announcement of like they need certain people to get off the plane because you're going to miss your connectors. So they say my name, but they don't say Todd's. And also on the plane with us was Matt Taven, Vinny Marsalia, and TK Orion, the kingdom. We were all on the same flight. But they don't say any of their names. So now the five of us are very confused at all this. So I start arguing with the guy when I get <laughs> out off the plane, you know, back to the ticket counter. And I'm like, my buddies were on the same flight. Like, you need to pull them off too. Like, you've got to get them off the plane because we all have the same connector. And they're like, no, you must not. And I said, we absolutely do. We're all traveling together. It was all booked by the same person like we all have the same flights we have to like there's like and then he actually had to show me that we didn't indeed for some reason have the same flights and i was vindicated because my flight was earlier to new orleans from houston my flight was for i had a 40 minute time like to connect so i was already screwed with the first delay i was already screwed so if, if they didn't have the pilot snafu and start pulling people off the plane i i would have been stranded in houston you know, and we'll get into that story. But it, it, say we had taken off like right after then, they didn't have the plane thing. Yeah, the the rest of them would have been able to catch their flight, and I would have been screwed because that was a completely sold out flight. The flight the flight they were on. Oh. So I would have been I would have been screwed and stuck in Houston. So I get my flights booked, and um, there's a couple that was really giving these people the business. So I, I was really trying not to be. You know, I was trying not to be angry, you know, even though... Try not to be yourself. <laughs> well, they're trying to say it's weather, and I'm like, well, it, it is, but it's also an inability of you to prepare for weather that's in the forecast. Like, it was kind of ridiculous that they're that they kind of hosing these people, but I said to the lady, like, I, I have to be in... New, like I have to be there like tonight. Like I can't. I, I have a, I have an appearance tomorrow early. Like I can't. I can't miss it. You have to get me into New Orleans tonight somehow. So how did it feel to tell them I have an appearance in the morning that I have to be there for? <laughs> well, I, I I I was choosing my words in that manner just to stress the like importance of it. Um, that you are important is what you mean to say. 
of course I'm important, but <laughs> I'm trying to uh, basically I'm trying to make sure that I'm I'm not going to get screwed over and stuck and not you know not be able to get into New Orleans. So they sent me all over Hell and Creation. I went from Boston to Baltimore, Baltimore to Orlando, Orlando to New Orleans. There was a slight chance I might have got in a little bit earlier in Baltimore. There was a direct flight that took off an hour later than my flight that was going to Orlando. Okay. Uh, and I would have got me into New Orleans, I think at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock. Um, but it was completely full. They tried, they tried to get me on it, but they, they couldn't. So, um, so then, then another thing kind of happened. We were in Boston. I skipped over this. Okay. Absolutely infuriating that. So they, they, of course I got seaboarding now because, oh, you know, the, the stupid cattle call thing that they do in Southwest, which is terrible. And they say all sea passengers have to check their bags. So now I'm like, there's no, I go up to the counter. I said, there is absolutely no way I'm checking my bag. Like zero chance. I said, you guys have already screwed up that. This is when I started to lose my mind a little bit. Like <laughs> I've been, but if they lose my, I had two connections. Now it's kind of an unorthodox like connection, and it's a good thing I did. Took off over an hour late, and I I made my flight to Orlando by 15 minutes. Uh, it was boarding when I was walking up to the gate, so there was no way my bag would have would have made it yeah. at, at all. There's no absolutely no chance. The same girl who helped me at the other counter was now at this counter, and I was telling her I was like, look, I haven't made a big deal about this. Like, there's I cannot absolutely check my bag like it's gonna get lost i'm not gonna have it i said i'm going down for work everything i need to work is in my you know all my stuff for work is in this bag if you lose it i'm completely screwed so basically what she does as i think she's trying to help me she throws a transfer tag on my bag and like like they're gonna make me check it so i'm like i'm steaming mad at this point and they make an (laughs) they make an announcement about you know, they still have a boarding available for us. I said, well, can I get that? And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she asked me for a credit card for an arbitrary $30 upgrade thing that they've already inconvenienced me ridiculously. Right. And they couldn't give me the goddamn upgrade for free. So I paid it because I had to. You paid it? I had to. There was no way I could check my bag. And the flight was starting to board. Like, I got the eighth position in line, and I didn't board till like, after A30 because and – and then so then, then I get on the plane, and I sit in the exit row, which the guy, <laughs> the guy clearly sees the size of me when I sit down in the exit row. Clearly, I'm going to need a seatbelt extender. And lets me sit there for like 10, 15 minutes while the plane's boarding. And then tells, hey, do you need a seatbelt extender? I was like, oh, yeah, I do. Oh, you can't sit here then. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like, you couldn't have told me that when I sat down? So I ended up in the last row of the plane. The the uh, One of the other flight attendants was very nice. She actually offered me uh, unlimited drinks on the plane if I wanted. And I said, no, thank you. You know, I you know, actually kind of dozed off and fell asleep and... So a uh, long story short, I didn't get into New Orleans till 1 a.m., but I did catch a two-hour nap on my flight from Orlando to New Orleans. And I get to New Orleans, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to go out. I'll just, you know, I'll just go to the hotel room. But I still ended up staring at the ceiling till after 3 a.m., uh, so I should have just gone out <laughs> and had a good time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was my travel day. It was It was a long travel day, but well worth it, my friend. So two a.m. you got there and you went back to the hotel. What? How did you get any sleep that night? Uh, yeah, I guess a little bit. Like I was, I was pretty much up for good by like seven thirty, because I was just, I was completely amped up. Like you know, I was, like I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I was, you know, really excited, just really excited for the day and to do the meet and greet and to do the. Uh, so I probably got, I you know, maybe got like four and a half hours sleep. Oh, okay. So uh, how were the accommodations? Uh, was it near the building? Yeah, I think it was like we were like 15 minutes away from the building, but also like 15 minutes away from New Orleans. Everything was pretty, you know, pretty close down there. Like it was a pretty cheap like Uber ride or something if I did want to go to like Bourbon Street or something. It wasn't it wasn't too far. Uh and then we were also pretty close to the to the building as well, which was the University of New Orleans. Um Okay. Building was like enormous. Like I lost a couple times just trying to navigate back to the locker room from from like the arena part. 
when did the rest of those guys get in? When did Todd Sinclair and the Kingdom get in? <laughs> so they 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 left them on the plane, but I had been texting with Todd a little bit, and they sat there for quite a long time, even after I got off and after they switched pilots, and then they still didn't do the icing until after they got the pilots. So they actually missed their connector to New Orleans, which was yeah. their flight was like an hour after mine was supposed to be. So they actually had to drive from Houston, Texas to New Orleans. And they only got in like 40 minutes after I did. Oh, really? <laughs> you beat them in? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I beat them in only by about 40 minutes. Like That, that was it. Uh, yeah, my flights were like my flight left Orlando at like 1150 Eastern time. So then you got over there and you fell asleep briefly and you were up and at them. And when did you have to be to the building? We actually had to be at the building for eleven o'clock. Holy Toledo! Yeah, because our we were um, we were the first like me. Well, everybody had to be at the building by eleven, and and like you know, and 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 when I say everybody, everybody was there. I mean the when we got there, like uh, the guys in the ladder match, which were the Bucks and SoCal and Center, were like already there, like in the ring, you know, and hanging out. And so there were guys that had been there since like nine thirty, ten a.m. as well. Jesus. So you were part of the Festival of Honor, am I correct? Yeah, so we yeah, we were we did an autograph signing from twelve fifteen to one forty five. And then we also did the best friends challenge, which I more just stood there like a like a bump on a log for for it while uh, Silas and Bruiser played. Basically it was the dating game or whatever, the newlywed game or one of those stupid old game shows. Did they win? Uh no. But we stole the check. Oh, there you go. That makes it all worth it then. <laughs> How'd you spend it? <laughs> well, it was actually really, well, I shouldn't say check, it was a certificate. Oh, I see, I see. So you could spend that on merchandise? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not really. It was just a um, you know, certificate of merit, I guess. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So uh, did you get a lot of uh, takers for the autographs? Oh, yeah, we had a few. I mean, it was super early, so there wasn't, you know... I, I don't know how many people were in there, but a lot of people were coming much later because it was noontime and the show didn't start till seven thirty. And then, and we were also in the same block as like Dalton Castle, uh, and Jay Lethal, Flip was there to Diana Perrazzo. So, I mean, I think the lion's share went to Dalton and uh, and Jay Lethal, and rightfully so. So, did you enjoy the experience? Was it awkward for you? How did you feel out there? No, I loved it. I thought I thought it was you know it was fun to be a part of it and fun to uh, I mean even you know people were coming up and talking to us and chatting us up, so it was really fun and. Um, <laughs> I think what's cool too is starting to realize that you know people are starting to pay attention to it and they and they know who. Uh, I mean, they obviously know who Silas and Bruiser are now, but they they know who I am and that I'm part of that group and we're together and they know the stories and. So yeah, really cool. Um, you know, really, really cool to to see that. Um, you know, it, it, I am starting to. You know, people are starting to know me. I'm, I'm starting to be. You know, in, in the fans' eyes, part of the crew, I guess. So that's pretty cool. That's a good thing. Yeah, I heard you did at least one interview. I, I did. Yeah. We so we also the other thing we had to do was they, we had a media room. Uh, so me and Bruiser went and did some media. I think we did like three or four interviews with. Different podcasts. I think one like radio station out of like St. Louis or something. It was, I believe Kelsey, right? Yeah, Kelsey. Yes. Super kicking it, right? Yeah, she does super kicking it. Yes, indeed. And she is tiny. Really? <laughs> <laughs> she she took a picture between me and Bruiser, and she must just look like a child <laughs> between the two of us. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, met her through the Putting Over Podcast Facebook group. A really, uh, really nice girl, and uh, I'm glad you got the opportunity to talk to her. Yeah, she was a really fun interview. Uh, very energetic, good questions. Um, so yeah, really cool to to meet her, and uh, just cool to get that experience too. To to go do you know to be asked to go do some media uh, stuff to promote Ring of Honor and promote the show. So um, and the podcast, right? No, Michael, I, I, I do apologize what? on those types of things. I, I cannot put over the podcast. Although what? we're kicking it with Kelsey, we did. Of course, she. But she asked about it. I'm. Not, I can't just bring it up i'm sorry well that's why we like kelsey 
Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, th- okay, that's awesome. You had a good experience doing all that. Uh, yeah, we, you know, we thought it was going to be a long day of just like sitting around, and it was not. It was very busy. Uh, we found time to go grab lunch at Subway, which is like kind of like across the street, and somebody had bought lunch for us, and you later told me who that was. <laughs> yeah, it was B Rob, who uh, was formerly on the New Age Insiders Wrestling Network. He was. Uh, part of the pipe bomb with McCool and company. So B Rob, we actually were on with him uh, early on when we were on the NAI network. So yeah, I wish you would have, I wish you would have told me who he was. Uh, and, 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 and I told him, I he tweeted me online and I, and I told him, you know, Hey, next time lunch is on me. That's uh, very much appreciated. Definitely not, not, uh, not necessary. Um, I just appreciate any support, but I really appreciate, you know, the free lunch, but next time, uh, next time lunch is on me. so when did you know what you were doing that day did you know going into the show what you were doing yeah i knew like early pretty early on that week Uh, it changed a few times throughout the process you know how that goes things things change so yeah then yeah i knew we were going in and i knew um ahead of time too where we were going to be um on the card as far as placement um which was which was early we were on at 6 15 we were the first match of the night wow yeah, and the reason they did that is they wanted they wanted to tape something for um they still wanted to do intermission obviously because they want to, you know, sell merchandise and all that good stuff and mm-hmm. they wanted something for the live feed at home during that time, so that's why they had taped us at 6:15 so they could just place that right into the pay-per-view or, or stream or whatever whatever we're calling it. I, I don't really know the proper terminology, but <laughs> on Honor Club that you know that way it's not just dead air for the folks at home. So when did the doors open? Uh, I mean, I guess the doors were open for the Festival of Honor, but when did when did the seats start filling in for the wrestling car for Super God of Honor? I, w- I would say when we, you know, when we wrestled, it was probably I w- I want to say like sixty percent full at that point because it'd been a long day for people there. All the autograph sessions were done. And it had been a long day for people, so they definitely found their way to their seats earlier, as soon as kind of wrestling started. And as our match went on, and I think we 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 went like 10 or 11 minutes or something, but as our match went on, the, the crowd, you know, got more and more full. So it's not a spoiler, right? What was the match? Oh, yeah, no, no, it's not a spoiler. It's already, it's already aired on Honor Club right. and can be seen live. It was... Uh, Luke and PJ Hawks, which are which are father and son team from the New Orleans area, so they got a pretty cool opportunity uh, against the Motor City Machine Guns against myself and the Bruiser. And how did it go, my friend? Well, you know how it went, Mike. The Beer City Bruiser and Brian Malonis came out on top, as you would expect. Uh, uh-huh. The biggest, you know, the biggest win of my career, Supercard of Honor, to get that the, a new streak has been started. Uh, (laughs) i am undefeated at supercard of honor so that's true you know it is these are all facts uh and we beat one of the uh one of the greatest tag teams of of the last decade so you pinned uh, one of the members of the Uh, let's not not get into details mike we beat them we beat them all right there were three teams in the match and only one winner there you go it's the uh Kingpin, well, it's not the Kingpin, it's Brian Malonis and the Beer City Bruiser. Do we have a tag team name yet? I saw you teasing a while back on Twitter that there might be a tag team name coming up. We, th- we thought we were on to something, and then things changed. We got, we got a couple things that we, we've been thinking about. You know, it's it's a little different than just, um, I guess just give people a little, little bit of insight. You know, it's different than going to chaotic wrestling and just saying, like, hey, I'm going to call myself this. You know, it's... Uh, it's a little different than that. It's it's uh, you know it's not just me and Bruiser saying hey we like this and this is what we want to do like that that's part of it. But at the same time we do need we do need other people to sign off on it as well. How about War Machine? It's available. <laughs> I, I made that same exact terrible <laughs> joke. <laughs> I've been clearly hanging out with you way too long. <laughs> so uh, the crowd was filling in nicely while you were wrestling but it got very full did it not yeah it was packed it was i mean as mike mills can attest because he sat in the very last row of the balcony um (laughs) the place was legitimately sold out every seat sold packed to the brim just 
amazing. You know, and, and, and you did some early Ring of Honor stuff. Um, I did some an early Ring of Honor thing where I was like a lumberjack. They were on TV the, the time first time I ever had a match for them, but still on a much smaller scale. So to see where Ring of Honor came from and to see where it is now and to see where, you know, the things that we got coming up and where it's going, it's so exciting, man. It is so exciting. You did TV for them, HDNet? It was a dark match. It was in Plymouth, though. It was uh, it was a dark match. I actually, it was a six-man tag where I was on one team and Matt Taven was on the other. So go figure. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So, yeah, you said that Mike Mills was in the building. Did you get to meet the man from Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast, your arch rival, Mike Mills? <laughs> I did get to meet Mike Mills, so I was texting with him all night. Um, we had talked about maybe going out after the show, but as that show was running, I knew there was no way we were going to get out after the show. Uh, so I snuck upstairs. Um, I think it was during the women's match. Um, I snuck upstairs. I knew where Mike was, and I texted him and told him where I was. And he came down on a little platform, and we got to chit-chat for you know about 10, 15 minutes and took a nice picture together. But it was awesome to meet Mike. Um, he's been a great supporter of ours, a great supporter of mine. He's a great supporter of Ring of Honor. Um, yep. And all kidding aside, uh, super appreciative of, of Mike and um, all the mentions and all the things he's done for us and all the times he's come on the show. Uh, it was funny. It, it was... The first time I met Mike, but uh, it didn't feel like the first time I was meeting Mike, you know? <laughs> like, it felt right, like we yeah. were a couple of old buddies uh, just catching up. So, uh, it was awesome to meet Mike, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, I'll get another trip somewhere that he's around, and we can actually maybe go out to dinner or something along those lines. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, Mike Mills is, like, yeah, one of, like, the first guys to kind of give us his support for the wrestling podcast about nothing very early on so and he, he was wearing his uh 605 super podcast shirt i did see that yes the uh, photo <laughs> uh we did retweet it. i'll probably retweet it again before this podcast comes out check out at the wpan on twitter for uh, the photo of mike mills and I, uh <laughs> i called it the unholy alliance <laughs> yes yes the uh uncivil war is over there has been a treaty signed, and Mike Mills and Brian Malonis are on the same team these days. <laughs> yeah, you're you're in the shit house, buddy. Oh, what do you mean? <laughs> you, you know, you you tried to drive the wedge between me and Mike, and then me and Mike were smart enough to finally figure it out, and you know now you're uh, you're you're up Shit's Creek without a paddle. So <laughs> odd man out. <laughs> Oh my yes, wait till uh, wait till me and Mike Mills are co-hosting two podcasts together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, well, somebody somebody has to take over your seat when you quit after the baby's born. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, folks. Uh, you know, <laughs> much to some of your chagrin. That remains to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, how was the night? I mean, I know I'm talking to Mr. Ra-Ra, waving the flag for Ring of Honor, but how was Supercard of Honor in New Orleans? It was awesome. It was... Um the show was fantastic, top to bottom. A lot of a lot of really good matches. I mean, um, I, I was in and out on seeing all the matches. Um, you know, you know the deal when you're at, at a show and you're talking to different people, or just me, you know, walking around backstage or whatever. Um, I, so I, I didn't get to see every match um, in its entirety, but some of the ones I saw. I mean, the the six man ladder war with the SoCal and Censor, the Young Bucks and Flip Gordon. I I, I I, I I said it to Fat Pants. I think I think Flip might have been the guy who, and he I mean, his star was already on the rise and and burning pretty brightly. But he just had a just an outrageous performance. It just makes it look so easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he took a pump where he face he was on the ladder and then took a face bump off the top of the ladder. Like he feet went flying backwards and he bipped his face off the top of the ladder it was what yeah it was but th that's a match i would say go out of your way to see that that match was just just so freaking good and then i mean you see guys like like daniels and kazarian still doing the things they're doing for as long as they've been around and it's just mind-blowing and actually, funny, I actually got to talk to Frankie Kazarian, and not that we ever do, you know, just usually pleasantries, but for the first time, I got to kind of talk to him about being a Kowalski guy, too, and he was, he had no idea, so, oh, really? uh, that, that, yeah, that was kind of, that was kind of cool to talk to him a little bit, but that match was, that match was outstanding, um, 
the two main events were were really good too. Uh, Cody and Omega lived up to the hype. It was just an insane match. Uh, and then and then Dalton Castle and Marty Skrull had to follow it. And boy, did they put an exclamation point on the on the evening. Just and it just awesome uh silas young kenny king was another match i saw a lot of and that match was fantastic as well so if if you don't have honor club i don't know why you don't um it's 10 bucks a month or the better value is the uh, and, I, and i sound like i'm doing a pitch here but it really is a better value if you just pay for the year because i'm pretty sure you get all the pay-per-views for free if you pay for the year up front but that that's a card worth going out of your way to see it, it's every bit as good as the two shows that wwe put on that weekend and I did hear, I mean, to be to be frank, I did hear about the takeover ladder match for the North American Championship. I heard that the ladder match at Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor was better. So if you believe, was, if you believe that. It was my god your way to see it, man. It's and, and and you'll see what I'm talking about with with Flip as well. Um just star making performance there and the kingdom got involved in that match as well so but good stuff it was uh you know you know yeah and of course i'm waving the flag you would be too if you were in my position <laughs> but um so happy and proud to be to be part of ring of honor and and to be part of the biggest show in, in the company's history and to be part of this company while it's really on the upswing there's a lot of big things coming up for ring of honor a lot of big arenas coming up for ring of honor so it might have taken me a long time to get there, but it's the perfect time to be there. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you talk about Flip, and um, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions. One, did you get your cameo on Being the Elite yet? Uh, I, I did not, and I think Being the Elite is over. It's over? I think so. I think the I think they filmed, I think the last episode they did was episode 100, and I think they called it Finale. I did see that, yeah, they were teasing at least that it could be the last episode, but... Uh, maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> and you and you fucking blew it. <laughs> well, there's still an opportunity for you to at least get booked on all in, right? <laughs> uh, we'll see. You know, I, I mean, I haven't been told I'm not booked on all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. See, that's like, I like that. That's positive, Kingpin. Looking at the bright side of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you haven't been ruled out yet. That's good. That'd be good for the podcast. Get on the all-in show there, Kingpin. I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try, all buddy. Right. Do your best. Uh, <laughs> so after the show, when did you leave the show, by the way? Well, the show didn't get over till after midnight. And then Holy left the, Moses. Yeah, left the building probably a little after 1 o'clock. It was a late night, um, so at that point, I, at this point, uh, most of our riding crew had gone, so it was just me, the bruiser, and Fat Pants left um, riding in our car, so kind of had a couple choices at that point, and sleep was not in the cards, because I don't know that I would have, I don't know that my alarm would have woken me up had, <laughs> had I gone to bed. Our flight was at 5.20 in the morning. So at this point, it's after one. We found some little diner, had some, I guess, dinner, because you really hadn't had dinner at that point. Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So you blew off Mike Mills, and then you went to dinner anyway. Well, we went to like a little diner. I texted with Mike. Mike was already leaving, going home, or going back to his hotel to go to bed. I'd already texted with Mike Likely about that. story. <laughs> you, can, you can confirm it. We're friends. Right. So he'll confirm the same story. I was All texting right. with Mike as we were leaving the building. Um but yeah, we found it was a little like ratty little diner. Place had like coffee mugs up on the wall with people's names underneath them. So <laughs> like yeah. like like that sort of place and uh <laughs> you know, and then then we went back to the hotel and basically just so I went back to the hotel, my roommate was sound asleep and I was trying to be so quiet to not wake him up. I didn't room I didn't room with fat pants this time. So Aww. um took a quick shower and packed up my shit and just kind of went down to the lobby and I wasn't by myself at all because in, coming in and out were a bunch of the guys who had been going out, um, you know, to Bourbon Street. So I was just talking with different guys, and and then we headed to the airport at about like three thirty, quarter four. No Bourbon Street, no testing the waters, no going out, no hanging out, no having fun, <laughs> just pure business. Yeah, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. I wanted to go out for sure. I was, I was I had all these grandiose plans for Friday night of actually getting out and enjoying New Orleans and Southwest Airlines screwed it up very badly for me. 
<laughs> so was there anybody uh, not affiliated with the Ring of Honor? Any other wrestlers from other promotions in your hotel? Or was it just uh, ROH guys that you saw? Just ROH guys. Um, There's actually a lot of fans in our <laughs> in our hotel as oh, well. Really? So, yeah. It, you know, it, it's kind of funny when, like, you know, you see... Uh, you see the magnitude of something like that that weekend and what that weekend has become and just people from all walks of life who are just big wrestling fans and so it's it's pretty cool man it, it was definitely cool i wish I, I wish i got to experience a little more than my hotel in the arena but you know it was still a, it was still a really cool weekend i know this was a goal of yours to be a part of wrestlemania weekend what's the next big goal for the kingpin pay-per-view man pay-per-view I want to be on, you know, that's that's the next big goal for for me and Bruiser is to get a pay per view match. I, I think that would be uh, very cool uh, to to be part of that, and um, you know, and I, I'd be lying if if I didn't say that us becoming the the world tag team champions wasn't also a goal. But you know, you got to set you got to start somewhere. Um, so so right now it's to get on get on pay per view. I think that would be uh, a really cool um, boost of or, or you know not boost of confidence, but uh, show of confidence from the company and us to to get a pay per view match because there is a lot of people on the roster and there's very limited prime spots. So um, I realize I'm fortunate to be there. I'm fortunate for the opportunities that I've been given, but I'm not satisfied. You know, by any means, I'm grateful, but but not satisfied. Um, you know, it was great to be a part of the show, you know, on Saturday night. But, you know, next year on Supercard of Honor, I, I want to be in one of the featured matches. Well, with the new streak, it's basically inevitable. All these things you're talking about, it's all inevitable. <laughs> I think so, buddy. You got the longest streak in wrestling now, right? <laughs> I certainly do. Well, that's uh, fantastic. I'm sure you'd be able to spend much more time uh, next year, WrestleMania weekend in fucking New Jersey. <laughs> you got all the time you want in jersey brian <laughs> yeah i, th- I think I'll, I'll, I'll probably be a drive-in for that one yeah i i, I would think so too but uh <laughs> poor new jersey <laughs> uh, oh my goodness all right well uh kingpin good job carrying this episode Talking about your story good job with ring of honor with uh supercard of honor it's good that you Apparently, you did well. You still have a job, and we're going to move forward here, and uh, more big <laughs> is things that, is coming. That a, that's a good thing for you, right? Yes, yes. As long as you have a job, then uh, we have opportunity to get more people listening to this podcast. So <laughs> thank you so much. Well, we want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on the travels, the journey of one Brian Malonis. Use that hashtag WPAN and tweet at us with all your thoughts. And uh, you can also leave a voicemail for us. Call it. We will play it on the podcast. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Leave a voicemail. We will play it on the podcast. Be a part of the show. 401-584-9726. And I guess since you guys are best buds now, we should plug Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. It happens twice a week on Sundays and on Thursdays. Check out mikemills.podbean.com for Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. They do the southern flavor of pro wrestling from the past and the northern flavor is over at our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn. Every Monday, they have a new episode, so listen to us, then listen to them. OVPpodcast.com is the website to find out more about our vantage point. A great look at the retro wrestling scene. Another great look is from Greetings from Allentown with PW, Peter Winston. I'm trying to get PW over. You think it'll get over? PW? Yeah, PW. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings from Allentown. He talks about one single episode of professional wrestling television each and every week from a, it could span any number of years. And he sets you in the correct time period. He lets you know what's going on. He plays music. He plays a little Snoop Dogg. He plays a little, uh, you know, Hall and Oates. Whatever, whatever was uh, big at the time, <laughs> he plays on Greetings from Allentown. Check out our buddy Peter Winson each and every week, every Thursday for Greetings from Allentown. And finally, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast with Jason Stewart and his cast of thousands. 
and you can find stuff all week long in that feed. So make sure you subscribe and find at Rundown Podcast on the Twitter. All right, Brian, it is time for this week's promo by nothing. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Big day for the authors? No, I'm not talking about Dan Brown or that chick who does the Harry Potter books. I mean Akam and Rezar, the authors of Pain, who alongside Bobby Lashley, Ember Moon, and No Way Jose made their raw debut the day after Mania. So lots going on with the authors of Pain, with everybody from NXT coming up to the main roster. And speaking of authors... BDA Radio authors the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the internet. They don't break news, they break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. Get your AOP, ASAP on the WPAN and BDARadio.com. <laughs> wow. Boom. There we go. And let's get right into it, Brian. The promo about nothing. One week delay on this promo about nothing. It is from the year 1984. And I think this is a first for the wrestling podcast about nothing. We are going to world-class championship wrestling, WCCW. Yes. The Continental Lover? (laughs) It is not the Continental Lover, no. No Mark Douglas this time out. Uh... (laughs) But it is gentleman Chris Adams. He is being interviewed by Mark Lawrence when they are interrupted by a blushing Southern Belle by the name of Stella May French. Take a listen and uh, send any little kids out of the room to this promo about nothing. Who is this woman who came for row five? What, what a shock. What a shock. You know what? This shocked me more than anything I can say, but I'll tell you what, you know, I have something over everybody else. Hey, oh. I can talk to myself. Hey, shut your damn mouth, you Hey, uh, you can't talk this way, this is television. Don't tell me what the I can't say and what I can say, and I want to talk to these people. I want to know who the Jim Garvin thinks he is, and that little Don't tell me, take it easy! say she was going to wipe his ass all the way to <laughs> wherever um, why would you why would you wipe somebody's ass wipe his ass back to florida back to florida <laughs> that seems like i mean maybe you'd whip somebody's ass but why would you wipe their ass well they have uh you know bad poopies <laughs> there's some issue back there you know can't they wipe their own ass <laughs> i suppose uh, you never know, though. Don't you wipe your own ass? <laughs> I try. Yeah, I know. I do. I yes, I do. I do very well. Thank you. Uh, 
It's going horribly. Uh, so yeah, this was 1984, and ass on TV not allowed. She also said asshole. Yeah, she. I think she said shit. I, I did find it funny they were bleeping out hell at first. Yes, they were bleeping out everything. They they got some dams in there, some uh, hells, everything. And this is 1984, <laughs> folks. I don't think they said ass till like Roseanne in like. 89 or 90. Uh, this is still years away. And unbelievable. I, I like how they sent the ref out there to try to uh, get order. <laughs> of course, he's, he's got the orders from the back, uh, most definitely, telling them, hey, uh, cut the shit. Give him back the microphone. Uh, <laughs> it's a shoot, brother. Yeah, basically. Uh, so the story with this is Stella Mae French, she was uh, actually a former wrestler by the name of Tanya West. And around this time, Sunshine, who was at one time Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin's valet, just kind of disappeared altogether from world class. And the, no one really knows the story of where she went, but um, world class kind of like decided that they needed to have some kind of female to go up against gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, who now had precious as his manager. So they brought in this truck driving aunt. So she fit the bill just perfectly. (laughs) Well, we know somebody who was in world class, so we should ask him. Maybe he knows. We really should check in with the continental lover, the uh, CL there and see what you have. If you haven't heard of the continental lover, seek out, some uh, some tapes. And, yeah, look them uh, edu- edu- up. Educate yourself. I wonder if he was able to, uh, you know, go a couple of rounds with Stella May. <laughs> Ooh, maybe. It's very salacious. They have a bed in those tractor trailers, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so just during the intermission, just go out, hit, get in the truck and, you know, get it done. <laughs> so, yeah, this is just something you didn't see in this day and age. And uh, Mark Lawrence didn't really know what to do. I think he was some sort of minister or something like that, and all the hells and dams and all the stuff being thrown around. He just seemed very <laughs> you uncomfortable. You can't see that on TV. <laughs> yeah. They gave him back the mic finally, and once the ref <laughs> told him, and he's like, I'm not sure I want it. <laughs> so a very auspicious debut for Stella Mae French, who lasted until... Uh, the Cotton Bowl Spectacular later in 1984, where um, Sunshine returned and then Stella May quickly kind of faded away. And as a matter of fact, the fans were not really into Stella May, a bit turned off, if you will, by this woman. And it kind of rubbed off on Chris Adams, who was one of the most popular guys. So, gentleman Chris Adams ended up turning heel shortly after this whole thing. And Stella May just kind of trucked off into the sunset. <laughs> so that is the tale of Stella May. Check out this promo when nothing you've heard it. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at thewpan.com. All right, Brian, you're a busy man these days. You're hitting those highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates. I do, Mike. Well, hey, I just got back from uh, Columbus, Ohio uh, t- today, yes. as a matter of fact. Oh. Uh, but this, <laughs> yeah, how about that, huh? But this weekend, I will be heading to the lovely state of Connecticut. Yes. Friday night, the 20th, I'll be in Waterbury for Northeast Wrestling, and then in Bethany on the 21st for Northeast Wrestling. Find northeastwrestling.com online, and then find them on social media for full ticket and card information. Uh, on the tw- in, I'm sorry, Brian. Connecticut and New Jersey are like neck and neck for me. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the great state of Connecticut and the wonderful fans there who will come out to my merchandise table, no doubt. There you go. Sorry, go on. (laughs) Thank you. On that Sunday, I'll be hosting my first pro wrestling seminar at the Wrestling Academy Revival in Amesbury, Massachusetts. Uh, I'll be sharing this all over social media. There's also an event page. Just $25, and you get to learn from yours truly all the things I've, uh, all the the knowledge I've acquired from other people throughout the years that I'll now (laughs) share with you for a nominal fee. (laughs) 
There you go. <laughs> and then the 27th, Mike, I'll be heading to Brockton, Massachusetts, making my return to Top Rope Promotions. It's been a little bit since I've been there. The city of Brockton is always good to me. Lots of good fans there, so excited to get back to Top Rope Promotions. And then the 28th, Mike. Yeah. I'm sorry, I have to interrupt you once again. There's a show for Top Rope Promotions coming up that you have to find a way to get on. Why, why, why is that? They are a part of the Boston Taco Festival coming to City <laughs> Hall Plaza. They are performing. They're having a show as part of the Taco Fest. You must find a way to get on that show. Do you want me to find myself a way on or do you want me to put in a good word for you? Well, either way. Either way. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. See what you can do. I'll, I'll try my best, buddy. I still got a 2XL uh, referee shirt. Is that fitting you these days? Well, <laughs> <laughs> So can I continue with my dates? Yes, you may. All right. On the 28th of April, I'll be heading to the city of brotherly love for Beyond Wrestling at the Shikara Wrestle Factory. Uh, and then the very next day, I'll be heading to Worcester, Massachusetts, also for Beyond Wrestling. Check out beyondwrestlingonline.com uh, and Beyond Wrestling on all social media platforms for ticket and full card information. And we'll stop there, buddy. Well, uh, if you want to book the Kingpin into May and beyond, email brianmalonis at comcast.net or DM him on Twitter. He is at Brian Malonis. Book the Kingpin up. He is a Ring of Honor wrestler, and he could uh, benefit you and benefit your promotion. So, uh, You're welcome. There you go. We will be back next Monday for episode 105 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Brian, you are jet-setting all over the place, and we will talk to you next week. Until then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing.